Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Mag Heroes, a podcast about people who make magazines. I'm Dan Rowden, founder of Magpile. This week I chatted with Felicia Pennant, editor of Season. Season is a female-focused football or soccer magazine that marries fashion and football into a zine-style publication. Season is one of my stand-up magazines from this year due to its unique and genuine perspective on football as a sport. In our conversation, Felicia and I discuss Season's origins from a university final year thesis, how Season tackles giving women a voice in football, and the amazing stickers that come with each issue. This episode is brought to you by Subsail, a new online platform I'm building for independent magazines just like Season. Subsail makes it really simple to start selling magazine subscriptions online. Sign up, create a product, and add a link to your store on your current website, and you're done. You can sell recurring or non-recurring subscriptions. You can sell for issue or per issue subscriptions. It's totally flexible to your needs. And every subscription you sell gets added to your easily manageable subsale account, so no need for spreadsheets to manage your sales. Head on to subsale.com to get started. That's S-U-B-S-A-I-L.com. Now on with the show. Hi Felicia, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, fine. Struggling with a cold, but otherwise okay. <laughs> ah, cool. So, um, yeah, can you give us an intro to Season? So, uh, Season is my fashion and football zine, and we're based in London and we're a biannual. Um, we're currently on kind of working on issue four, but it started, the first issue came out last May. And it's basically the only publication really championing female fashion and football fans first. Um, there's a really rich heritage of um, fanzines and really great independent football magazines coming out. But I just felt like there was kind of a gap for women and for female fans creating content for other female fans. So that's kind of where the thinking kind of behind season I'm a football fan myself um, I'm a Chelsea fan and I just I work in fashion I just kind of noticed uh, over the course of my career working I'd always meet like fellow women who are creative like me but they were into football we have a nice chat about it and then realized that there really isn't kind of a space for us we're kind of present in like football culture that like, we go to games but rarely given a voice and sometimes we kind of tend to be sexualized in that kind of football dim- d- domain so yeah season is just um a publication that just gives women a voice gives us a space you can talk honestly about your fandom but also kind of addressing issues that need to change so in um issue three we did a piece on homophobia and how there are female players that are out but there's still a bit of stigma, there's still um, discrimination against even women, female players um, about their sexuality. So yeah, just kind of doing all these things. Um, and yeah, it's great to like really connect with fans, not only in London, but kind of around the world. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm a QPR fan, so um, oh, I, fun. Shouldn't, I shouldn't really be talking to you. But, uh... <laughs> Sad news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so um 
the tagline I saw a cross between a fashion magazine and a football zine and yeah. like you're marrying like two parts of your lives basically into this project um what what was was there like a, a moment that like triggered this project or is it like kind of brewing slowly for a while um I'd say well um so I went to St Martin's and I did my funnier thesis on metrosexuality and footballers and what um, the suits that they wear in fashion shoots symbolise. So um, I interned at GQ and I went through every issue of British GQ and noticed that all the footballers, so Beckham, whichever footballers, the England team that were in there, they were all wearing suits. So I thought that was pretty interesting and thinking about ideals of masculinity and how that's changed from the new man to the metrosexual to the kind of oppose to that right now. And looking at obviously as it was a I did fashion history, it was through the medium of the suit and what the suit symbolizes as a symbol of masculinity. So I kind of looked at that through um an editorial lens. So yeah, looking at GQ, looking at Fantastic Man, looking at Vogue Italia, and I focused on David Beckham, Cristiano Ronaldo, Didier Drogba and Mary Balotelli. So in the cause of all of this, um I kind of looked at a really great book called the Fashion of Football by Paolo Hewitt and Mark Baxter. And they basically chronicle like the role of fashion and style and dress in football culture from like the 1960s onwards, looking at players and fans and the influence players had over what fans wore. And that ended kind of around the early noughties where David Beckham was kind of becoming big. I think it was just around when he transferred to Real Madrid. So yeah, in the course of all of that, there was just a massive gap for women. And I just felt like I read a lot of different things and no one was talking about, you know, female fans. And there are female fans that have been around since, you know, since forever. And just like reading all these things about fans, it always seemed very male. Um, and so I felt that it would be very interesting to look at women, it's just a complete gap there and like going forward, you know, football, um, female football fans is rising massively. Um, stats that I saw a couple of years ago from Premier League was saying that one in four um, people that attend um, matches are women. And again, like there's just a massive, it's a massive minority that's not really being catered to. So yeah, it was kind of, I guess it was brewing, but I'd say that my thesis probably and having to actually like research the discourse about it probably crystallized the idea that there needed to be something for women and that certain people were trying to do something, but it was always kind of like as an afterthought, not as in like championing women and mm. like really celebrating like their place in like football culture. Yeah. Um, and have you had any magazine like creation experience before this? Uh, what do you um, do in your like day job? Is that, is that related oh. at all? Um, so my day job um, is like fashion journalist, so writing. So I've okay. like interned at various magazines. So like I said, GQ. I've been at L. I've been at Love. I've been at Nylon in New York. So and like from the course of my thesis, but I just and Harper's Bazaar and so various magazines. Um, but I never like made one, and that was like a very steep learning curve with like. Yeah look like things like printing and the size and the paper and the, getting the barcode and like finding out like what like color wise like what colors look best and what paper when you print it and some colors are more expensive and like for our second uh our second issue we had like a hologram logo hmm. um on the front made out of foil and that was like 
I, the first books we got, like some of it came off and we had to figure that out. And I was like, oh no. But it looks fab, but like things like that, <laughs> that you don't know until you do it. <laughs> and you, you have a small team helping you make the magazine, but uh, are they like, how, how involved do they get uh, in the issue process? Um, I'd say that we've evolved. So when I first started, I, it was just me and a designer. And then as we like now, so I say a season is basically like a year old. And now like I have like a features person, I have um, someone, so the team is like Sean who works on features, Manda who does events. We've got Amber that works on the website and the weekly newsletter and Nathan, our designer. Um, and yeah, we're kind of, we're small, but again, like, cause this is like a part-time thing from everyone. Um, it's just kind of, fitting like working together and doing the best that we can with like limited time uh so your first issue <clears throat> came out like a, a year ago yeah it was um May. yeah and it was entitled the female fan um yeah. and you've since done one on paris and yeah. then the latest was love so yeah. how do you go how do you pick the different themes for each issue and how does that uh, do you like try and find content for the theme or does the theme come after you've started like gathering content oh the theme definitely comes first because i feel like it directs um kind of the content and like the flow of like the process so the first one was the female fan because it was the very first one i wasn't sure kind of how it was going to go and even if there would be enough content to make more than one issue because at first i was like okay we'll I'll do this and see how it goes so with that, it was kind of relatively easy. It was just about finding really interesting fans and angles on like stories. Like we did a piece on um, shirts and um, like why female fans don't wear lady shirts and the idea of fit and design. And just, yeah, finding new angles on that. Whether it's Paris, I spent a week in Paris during the Euros last year. It was super interesting to talk to um, female fans in France also because I just felt like, in England, if we have the we have the Premier League and we can be quite uh, snobby about the French league, and I really didn't know anything about it. I just assumed that there was just PSG and everyone else, and it was interesting <laughs> to uh, talk to them about it. And like they're really like diehard fans, and then there's really cool initiatives in Paris, like Le Ballon FC, where they're a team, but they also um, host like pop up events around the city, like screening the game and they've got lots of really great creatives involved so that was doing something really cool so i just felt like there was a really nice little scene that you might not have known about um had i not like gone and done that and like met some really amazing people and then for the third one that came out this year i was thinking about like after the aftermath of like donald trump and just things that happened i felt like love was important to think about and like why do you love things and what does love make you do and with football it's very easy it's such a throwaway comment oh I love football and it's like what does that mean what does that make you do how does that affect how you engage with the game and like how do you express that in like your like your fashion and your style so with the third one it was just kind of looking at love looking at relationships and um looking at the different ways fans demonstrate their love for football and yeah, how it influences everything else. So that one was super fun to do that. So we did um, the now art, we did a collab with Juan else um, on um, football now art based on some really cool um, vintage football shirts. And it's just the idea that um, 
a female fan could express her support through makeup, through beauty in a way that um, a male fan might not necessarily. And it was just interesting that it was like more of like a, a gendered space. And we looked at girls with um, football tattoos, which was super interesting because um, you always see men with them. And also it's quite extreme. Like I, I consider myself quite uh, a hardcore fan, but I don't think I would get a Chelsea tattoo and I don't know. Mm. And I was just thinking about if you do have, if you don't have a t tattoo, does that make you less of a fan than a person who does have a tattoo? Um, so just thinking about things like that and um, yeah, just, um, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so this, this last issue was the first one I actually saw Mm -hmm. in in real life <laughs> um yeah and like that that nail art piece was i, th I really enjoyed that because <laughs> some of those strips are like classics that i remember from a long time ago and to see yeah. them represented in nail art it's just like a really interesting interesting like idea um mm. so uh, yeah another interesting idea that you you have in your magazine are the uh stickers that you provide um yes <laughs> which is brilliant uh, <laughs> um I think that's a really cool idea. Can you just like go into that and like explain uh, where that idea came from and yeah, like, yeah. what the reception's been like to that? Um, obviously, like everyone knows about like panini stickers and sticker books and how um, people like collect them and fill them up and how it was like quite an important part of like uh, being a football fan. Maybe less so these days, but way back in the day, um, and we thought about this we thought oh, it'd be cool to like have an interactive element to the zine so if you you have you get each copy comes with a sheet of stickers and you can stick them throughout and they're kind of based on like our contributors that like the when we speak to their favorite players again it's also a way of again giving women a voice because very rarely are you asked oh what's your favorite player because people are just Again, there's an assumption that, oh, it must be Beckham because he's good looking again. So it's really interesting because um, going through it's just a complete range of players that people pick for various reasons. Um, I mean, in the first issue, I did Cristiano Ronaldo. I had Cristiano Ronaldo and Mourinho. But the reason why Mourinho is there is because at the time, it's just it was like just as he left Chelsea again. And I was quite sad about that. Mm -hmm. so that like came into it and like in the most recent one it's interesting how like sometimes they're like more timely or less timely so we did any Lugo thinking oh she'll probably be going to the Euros and this came out in April before the squad was announced and then obviously she didn't go so that was a sad uh thing but like it's a complete range of players it just really depends on like who people support because um in the first issue, for instance, Verity, who is fashion editor at British Vogue, she chose Bobby Zamora because she's a Brighton Ho fan, but also she um, went out with them back in the day. And it's like these little <laughs> stories that you like pull out when you like actually sit and talk to people. And like, that's what is really interesting. So yeah, the stickers mm. come about from that. It's based on like people's favorite players. And it always has like a little it always has like a quote from the person like why they chose that player and also like the team so like say someone like ian wright played for multiple teams but alice chose him this is in the, in the third issue alice chose him what because she loved him while he was an arsenal player so it'd always be like we put the team that they were playing for when the person liked them as well hmm. and they have a space in the in each issue yeah so you can stick into. yeah you can stick them throughout or stick them elsewhere 
Um, but yeah, it's just yeah, the interactive element to it. Mm. Um, so the also the cover I wanted to ask about. So the mm -hmm. um, your cover is kind of interesting. It's like a it's like a woman, but she's not looking <laughs> yeah. at, at the camera. Why, why why that? Is that because of like the backs of shirts? Like that kind of? Yeah, thing? it is. Yeah. It's like the backs of shirts, but also it's kind of the idea that it could be any girl kind of. So like, mm. it's just some, it's like a girl in a football shirt and it's like um, kind of ambiguous, but it's like you kind of want to know who it is. Okay. Um, and then when you turn in issue three, if you turn the whole issue back, then you see Blip's face, it's um, bickling yeah. on the cover. But yeah, it's just the idea that, yeah, like as any male fan would wear it, she's wearing it too, but maybe this picture is a little bit more interesting because she's got, she's like got red paint in her hair. Like she's painted her hair red, like with red hair paint because her team is Charlton and that's how she is expressing her support at that moment in time. And then with like the first cover, you have Naoko and she's wearing like a hoop earring. And then you have... um in the second issue with a, with a gat, she um it's like got her it's like that was taken at republic in paris actually like opposite like by the statue and she's like tucked it into jeans so it's just like giving a sense of um like an individual fan but because you can't see a face it could be any female fan hmm. okay um the the magazine's format is is quite small and you, you only charge six pounds mm -hmm. um is 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 the format gonna stay like consistent as you make more issues or are you planning to like increase it in any way? Well, um at the moment kind of talking about this because um yeah, it's issue four now, so we're kind of thinking about how we want to evolve how it looks and whether that trans like means like altering pages or altering the size. I mean, the story behind the size is that it's kind of you know, like a match day program that you get when you go to the mm. game, it's kind of around that size. Um, I like the idea that it's smaller, because like we said, like it's a cross between a fashion magazine and a football scene. So football scenes, technically you have the freedom for it to be any size you want, but the magazine element comes from like the way that it's shot the content, the fact that um, there's like sheets and photography in it rather than like, because a lot of zines can be like mixed media, handwritten, collaging mm. and stuff. We wanted to keep it quite clean and graphic, but like really colourful um, and elegant at the same time. So it sounds like really contradictory, but um, we just, yeah, I think that that like best, uh, was best suited to the content that we would have. So yeah, in terms of like changing the format, we're kind of thinking about it and seeing if it works with like, what we're working on for issue four hmm. and when will that be out in october okay cool well, i'll definitely look forward to that <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> uh so yeah the the women's euros are on right now yeah um how how is that being received in england because they're doing reasonably well and have a decent shot i think it's actually um, um you're right they are like tonight is um england portugal and mm. I will definitely be watching it. Um, it's, um, I don't, I, I can't, it's hard to say because there isn't really much about it. Like there's not um, mm. much advertising or anything. I know it's on Channel 4, but that's because I have an active interest in it. But um, so I would say that if you didn't necessarily know that was happening, there's nothing to point you in that direction. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, when I think about like the coverage, The Guardian's doing really well. They're covering it quite regularly, but none of the other 
kind of leading newspapers seem to be in the same way. It's very focused on pre-season and transfer mm. market, which is fair enough. This, the new season starts in a couple of weeks, but it's a shame, especially as it's England and we've actually done really well. We thrashed, um, um, thrashed Scotland 6-0 and beat Spain 2-0. So it's, it, it's a shame in that sense, but I like to think that if England do better they'll get some more coverage here like across the board not just like a few select places and do you think anyone but Germany's going to win I think they've won eight out of the last nine or something I don't know it's interesting (laughs) they've kind of been um they've they've struggled a bit I think the Netherlands won three out of three um so if like England will hopefully tonight I think it's anyone I don't think that's a clear Mm. favorite I think um because um think there's been more investment in women's football like kind of across right. the broad yeah. board in in um, Europe that actually I don't I think that Germany probably were further ahead hence why they've won so much yeah. but I think other teams are catching up I think everyone's talking about France and it's completely understandable because Lyon's been doing so well in, in the women's champions league and um, even you know Man City got to the semi-finals this year and it's the English team that did that. So, and Chelsea always strong. So I think that, yeah, I don't think there's a clear favorite. I think it's anyone's, it's just how you play in the game. Um, So how you play on the day Sorry. in the game. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for the chat um, and for talking about season. Um, do you have any magazines that you are reading or have picked up recently that you'd like to recommend? Yeah, so um, as we're like kind of talking a bit about um, the women's Euros, um, Manon is um, an independent football magazine by Jenny Simone, and she's uh, like she's just put out a new issue which is kind of celebrating the women's Euros, um, and she's just she's basically interviewed players, fans, creatives, um, like with her like she's had like a little network of contributors and it's really beautiful and it's really amazing to hear their stories I'm in it talk, like being interviewed by Kelsey who was in our first issue she's the Cardiff City fan and then there's also like Romance FC who are the Boiler Room who used to be called Boiler Room Ladies FC and Katie Hugh and like um, yeah there's just really great photography and interviews with female fans and women involved in football um, so that I'm also reading Girl Dam, which is an online magazine by women of colour for everyone. And they're really great because they kind of dissect and react to the kind of big stories and talking points. So we just did a piece on the casting of Jasmine in the real life Aladdin and R. Kelly's assault allegations. And like they just really react honestly to um, things like uh, that are in the news. And they kind of say the things that you're thinking, but might not like say. So they're quite interesting. And they also kind of, is an encouragement with them to like just get involved yourself in the conversation. So you can comment, you can um, like just get involved with what they're doing. There's also Repost, um, which is a really great magazine. It's kind of smart women. Um, it's for smart women. It's sharing their thoughts and stories and advice and getting an insight into their creative work and also finding again. I think what's in common with the things I'm reading right now is just kind of finding new angles and ways of seeing and viewing things that are happening, and they're all kind of celebrating female creativity and kind of trying to empower and connect women um through um their stories like and physically as well because all of these like Galdam and Riposte do really great events around London um so yeah 
just all, I'm all about like women and uh, celebrating female creativity. Hmm. Cool. <clears throat> um, yeah, thanks for that. And uh, good luck with issue four. Thank you. Um, and I guess I have to say good luck for Chelsea's season, even though I'd want you to do terribly. What um, um what league is QPR <laughs> in right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, <laughs> no. We're honestly. in the championship. Okay, cool. No, I wasn't but, sure. Like, I thought flailing, like... flailing in the championship. Uh, we won't. Yeah, but then yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it's hard because like I was talking about this the other day. Why people hate Chelsea fans so much? And I'm just like, <laughs> why? It's really sad. Like everyone's was like, oh, who are you support? And I'm at Chelsea. And I'm just like, oh, that's always like, oh. And I'm yeah. like guys like it's not my fault it's my team and i can't change it now that's even worse if i change now no exactly yeah well you can't change it no it's my dad's team like it's a family thing i can't yeah i live and i literally live like 20 minutes away from stanford bridge so it's like my closest team so i'm not gonna change but yeah really nice to speak to you dan yeah thanks for coming on Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much to Felicia for coming on and a big thanks to you for listening. You can find all previous episodes at magheroes.net and you can subscribe to the podcast in any podcasting app. Just search for MagHeroes. If you're a publisher looking to sell subscriptions of your magazine, go straight to subsale.com. Thanks again for listening. Catch you again next week. Cheers.